Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Ask Floss. I'm so happy you're here to join me. For those of you that might be new, this is the place where you can ask me anything. Okay, here we go with your first question. I recently came out. Do you have any tips on how to flirt and hit on other women? I've only ever hit on men before. Okay, tips for flirting with women. Don't have any ideas in your head about what the girl wants and how you can become this role of what you think she wants in your head, right? We see men do it all the time. Men assume that women want some kind of masculine macho thing and then they turn it all up. And you can see when someone's being fake. And it's the same with with being a woman and flirting with girls. Don't think that this girl wants someone who's dominant or this or that. All people generally want is someone who's confident. So as long as you're going into flirting with someone, being your confident self, and you're not wearing this mask that's um, trying to step into some kind of persona, just be yourself, but be your most confident version of yourself. And it's definitely really hot personally to me when a woman is confident and asserts her desires. It's, you know, it's a lot more attractive when someone expresses their attraction to you as opposed to being passive with it personally I think on to the next question how do you deal with men staring at you whilst you're on a date with another woman um depends if they're being rude depends if they're annoying me I will just probably give them little deaf stare because sometimes people it's just people just shouldn't fucking stare and it pisses me off so much I've had people shout at me from cars when I'm kissing girls on the street I've had men stop over they always try and get involved in some way especially if I'm on a date with another feminine girl or a pretty girl men always think that it's for them and they think that we're doing it because we want them to look so yeah I usually give them the deaf stare or just outright ignore them there's nothing more offensive than to just straight up ignore a man who's harassing you on the street they usually start off with hey sexy what you doing and then as soon as you ignore them they're like you fucking bitch and it's horrible and it's you know it's harassment it's completely unavoidable the other option is to just completely hide your affection which I don't like to do so yeah I love a good old-fashioned death stare Okay, on to the next question. Hey Floss, I'm in a heterosexual marriage, but for over a year now I've been in love with another woman. How do I get over her? Fuck. Um, how do you get over her? I assume you want to get over this person and you want to stay in your marriage. I wouldn't even know how to address that situation. Um, I don't know if you want to be honest with your husband. I said you're in a heterosexual marriage. Fuck. I wouldn't even know what to do in that situation. Um, maybe talk to a friend or a therapist or someone that like that you really, 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 really trust to work through these feelings. You said you've been in love with another woman, so I'm not even going to question whether you just want to be her or be friends with her. It sounds like you really have come to the conclusion that you love this woman. Um, is this something that you can get over? Do you want to be with this person? Would it even work? Or is it just some kind of unattainable fantasy with this person? It Does the woman like you back? Or is she straight and you're protecting all this stuff onto her? There's so much context needed here. But if you love your husband and, you know, he's a nice guy and he makes you really happy and this is just a crush, then there are loads of ways that you can work this out. But that's a really tricky situation. I honestly, honestly don't know what i do in that situation. Okay, on to the next question. I keep seeing my ex-best friends out in public. 
How do I deal with this? How do you deal with it? If they're unavoidable, then they are there and you aren't going to be able to avoid them. Obviously, you can take different routes home and start doing all of this stuff, but that just becomes a hassle. And there are ways to protect your energy in doing stuff like that and taking different routes home or going different places, whatever it is. Um, And if it's really deeply affecting you, I would recommend doing that. It's just... it's it's an easy way to avoid uncomfortable emotions but if you can't avoid it and you keep seeing them out in public maybe you need to think of some you need to recruit some allies like with your own friends and just tell people you know I don't want to talk to this person or whatever I don't know how things ended with you and your ex-best friend are you amicable that would be really lovely if you could just say hey with this person if it's avoidable I would honestly just try to plan a different route home or whatever it is but if if you're frequenting the same clubs and places I know that that can be really hard and it can really affect your mood but they're likely thinking the same thing as well okay next question hi floss do you have any tips on finding confidence wearing a bikini yes so actually when you go to the beach or you go to the pool typically everyone else has like everyone else has all the things that we don't see on social media like body hair stretch marks flabby stomachs all of this kind of stuff typically that's what people's bodies look like I was quite shocked when I forgot how actual human bodies look when I went out in public so yeah my my advice would be that seeing more bodies that are real bodies and not photoshopped on social media the ones that you're sold to in the swimming costumes I think a lot of websites are getting better at showing like even back knee in some of the ads I've seen which just makes me so happy back knee pimples stretch marks all that kind of stuff I think it takes a while there's no kind of sure fire fix but ultimately as to the advice that I've had on this episode with beauty redefined where they said that your body is an instrument not an ornament that advice has ultimately sticked in my head for so long your body is an instrument it's there to have fun you're there to enjoy the sun you're there to be in the sea you're there to be with your friends it's not there to be an ornament at the beach to look pretty you're not an accessory to the beach okay on to the next question Where are your favourite holiday destinations for solo holidays? So I have mentioned this before. My favourite solo holidays that I've been to are Lisbon, Florence, and recently I just went to Tenerife. I also have been to Madrid and I met an amazing lesbian couple out there just before the pandemic and I made great friends with them. They showed me around all these cool bars. We had a laugh. It was amazing. I think I like places in Europe. I've actually I did do New York on my own as well. That was fucking incredible. Had the absolute time of my life. Okay, next question. Where would you recommend visiting in Italy? Oh, well, Florence. It's the only place I've been to in Italy. I've been to Florence twice and had the absolute time of my life. Such a romantic holiday, biking along the River Arno. It gets really hot, but it's so beautiful. Okay, on to the next question. Do you have any hair care tips? Your hair always looks great. I use this thing, it's called Super Milk from Lush. It was recommended to me by my hairdresser. It just smells really good. Honestly, I don't know if it does anything to my hair, but it just makes it feel so soft and smells like, almost like creamy vanilla oat milk. Oh, it smells so so amazing. Apart from that, I don't really have any hair care tips. I should probably do a better job at taking care of my hair, honestly. 
Okay, next question. Hey Florence, how are you? So I have a tricky situation. I've been with my boyfriend for almost five years and everything is perfect. However, his parents' views on things like the LGBTQ plus community, feminism and veganism make me really angry. They say things that I find extremely offensive and I don't know how to handle it. I really struggle with confrontation, mainly due to my dyslexia. It stops me in my tracks when trying to explain things and therefore I feel as though I cannot express what I'm trying to say. My boyfriend is also on my side, however, takes the ignore it approach. I'm struggling to know how to handle the whole situation. Any ideas? I would tell your boyfriend how much it means to you that he has conversations with his parents about this kind of stuff. Um, particularly if it's getting heated it can, and, you're, and you're at the dinner table, you're not sure what ground to stand on, what ground you have. Like, are you allowed to say anything to his parents, but you don't want to mess up that relationship? You don't want to, whatever. If you love and trust your boyfriend, which just sounds like you do, I would definitely tell your boyfriend that it's important to you that even if he just takes baby steps into talking to his parents about these things, that this is really important to you. Um, I do see it as you needing to stand in integrity with yourself. And sometimes standing in integrity with yourself looks like saying, I don't agree with you, but I can see that this is heated and there's a bit of a wall between us, so I'm not going to try and change your opinion. In saying that, you get to assert your opinion at the dinner table without feeling like you're being ganged up on, which I know can happen sometimes, especially if, it is, if it's in a family dynamic. But I think what, what it sounds like what's important to you here is that you, st- you stick your ground and you assert your views and that you don't let your views get bulldozed over by your boyfriend's parents. Okay, on to the next question. Can you recommend a few good books with great female lead characters? Yes, Insatiable by Daisy Buchanan. Uh, You Made a Fall of Death with Your Beauty. And also, um, what's the other book I read recently? Oh yeah, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. (sighs) All of those books, so fucking good, so incredible. I recommend them all, buy them all. Okay, next question. Where are your cowboy boots and swimsuits from? Urban Outfitters and ASOS. I bought them last minute before my holiday. Um, My swimsuit's just a black string tie bikini and a white string tie bikini because I booked everything so last minute. Next question. Hey Floss, I love my pubes and don't want to shave, but I'm really shy about wearing a bikini. Do you have any advice on how to gain more confidence with my body hair? Thank you. Yeah, so I... I don't know what it is with me. I don't feel comfortable now without body hair. I feel a bit odd, particularly because it seems so childlike to me now how women have been encouraged to like shave every single last prickle off their body. I don't feel comfortable unless I have some kind of body hair. I don't feel like myself. So I've kind of brainwashed myself into the other way in the most healthy way possible that I don't mind if I shave, I don't mind if I don't shave. Yeah, and also getting used to seeing your body hair. I think your concern here is your pubes hanging outside of your bikini line, right? That's the thing. Um, I think it looks fucking hot. I think it looks so fucking sexy. We don't mind it on men, right? We don't mind pubes and all that kind of stuff on men. And I think that's partially why a lot of women feel so repulsed when they see it on themselves is because we associate it with manliness and we don't want to see manliness on women Uh, but I think it's fucking hot and try to convince yourself that it's desirable as fuck. I guess I also live in a London bubble where a lot of my friends are queer and I have a lot of body hair and my friends have a lot of body hair some of them shave and some of them have different standards so I I see my body reflected in different versions around me which helps me feel a lot more confident with my own okay next question what would you do when your girlfriends continue to get with shitty men this is so hard um and I feel like I've answered this question in many different variations before 
But when your girlfriends get with shitty men, you can remind them of their worth gently and assertively. And those are the, those can be the same things. And you can do it honestly and with kindness. But you need to not enable them while also not pushing them over the edge to the point where they want to prove you wrong about him, you know? Because that's what can happen a lot of the times. We tell our girlfriends about these men and because they view the men as a reflection of themselves, they want to desperately prove you wrong, that he's not a bad guy, that I can choose. I can choose good men. And then they'll double down and then they'll end up getting back with the asshole. So... It's a fine art of, you know, telling your friends that you love and care for them, asking them about themselves, how they're feeling, and not shoving your uh, hateful opinions of the boyfriend down their throat because they won't open up to you when he does something awful to them. And that is the truth of it. Okay, next question. Hey Floss, how can I tell the difference between enjoying being alone as opposed to being a bit antisocial? I much prefer my time alone, but I'm worried I'm becoming a hermit. I think it depends on the context. Are you surrounded by people that you don't get on with? And so your only option right now is to kind of choose peace and stay in your room. That was the case for me at university and in secondary school. I loved alone time because the you know, perhaps the company around me wasn't nourishing me and enriching me. And I went out on the weekends and I had fun. But when it came to quality time, I preferred it with myself. I preferred to read books. I preferred to escape into these little worlds. I wouldn't say that's antisocial. I think that at the time, that's just what I did because the company around me wasn't nourishing me as much as I wanted it to. So I guess you need to think about, yeah, is, is it, are you antisocial or are the people around you just not bringing you much joy? I love being with my friends now. I, I love because I love my friends now, right? So now that I'm surrounded by wonderful people who reflect my uh, values, you know, we don't all agree on the same things. We don't, we're not all the same person, but we have the same values, which I think is important and the same outlook on life. Um, they're all very joyful people. I love being around people because the people I'm around are fucking great. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Okay, on to the next question. Describe your perfect night out. Perfect night out. Okay, I've got the girls over. I've made everyone espresso martinis. Um, we've got some groovy music on. We've got some 70s music. Maybe a bit of blondie. That always gets the girls going. 
Blondie on at Pre's. Then we get in the Uber. You're a bit tipsy. The driver gives you the Bluetooth. You can plug in your own music. You're playing some absolute bangers. You're playing a bit of Britney. Um, you're playing some Anastasia. The windows are down. The wind's blowing in your hair. Everyone's screaming the lyrics to the songs. And then you rock up at some place where the music's loud and good, but you can still find an area to talk and have deep chats in. And you're dancing all night. You're dancing on the tables. Um, and you meet some lovely strangers. And I want it to be a late night, but maybe not too late. Maybe like 2am so I can still wake up at 9 and have 7 hours sleep and wake up fresh and then go for a bike ride in the morning. That's my perfect night out. That's definitely a perfect night out for me. Okay, next question. What advice would you give for starting your own brand or business? Just do it. Um, Not to sound like a fucking night campaign. Um but just launch something. You absolutely need to be ready to launch your business. You don't want to do it half-assed. Get all your ducks in a row. Um, get everything in order. But please launch it. Because think about how many novels, how many fashion brands, how many songs that have been um, released that might have changed the fucking world. You have to just go and fucking do it. I always say this on here and in my talks, but I actually blocked all of my family on Instagram when I started posting my illustrations because I didn't want them to put their judgment or their opinion on what I was doing. I just wanted to fucking go for it. So if you've got to block your family on Instagram to be able to be yourself, do it for a little bit. That's my number one tip. Okay, on to the next question. Hey Floss, sometimes I think about the fact that nearly every woman I know has experienced sexual abuse or harassment by a man in some way, and therefore I probably also know a lot of men who have abused or harassed a woman. My question is, would you ever befriend or date a person, specifically a man, who has done something so horrible? Do you think people can truly change and be forgiven? I recently saw the guy who abused me for the first time after four years and he was with his girlfriend. I wonder if she would still be with him if she knew what he did. Thank you. I send lots of love from Italy. So there's so many parts to this question. This last part, I wonder if she would still be with him if she knew what he did. A lot of women, a lot of women will stay with men when they know about the past, sometimes because they don't believe you. Um, as the victim, if if the man really is, it's a pattern of abuse, he might be telling all of his new girlfriends, oh, this girl from my past won't stop making shit up about me. She ruined my life. Um, so she might not believe you. There's, there, there's that element, which is painful and sometimes true, um, that that's what people do. Sometimes women want to be the one that changed him. Uh, and that that's what actually a lot of these men rely on is women wanting to change and fix the man and be the girl to change him for better there's a lot of like deep wanting to nurture and care for men that's kind of embedded into these dynamics with abusive men they find women who are caregivers and uh, find women who want to help and, and give and want a project so a lot of these men latch onto these types of girls my one thing that I would say is that do what's good for you. If you feel like you will feel better from telling the person that he's with that he did this or he did that, then that's up to you. But also think about your own peace. Will this cause you more stress? Will it flare up the incident again? There's so many ways that this could go. I've been in this situation before. Um, I didn't tell the girl. And then we became friends years later when she realized, you know, what kind of a guy he was. So 
sometimes these things do come back around. There's a difference between enabling someone's pattern of behavior by not saying anything. And then there's protecting your peace because you kind of know that this person's probably deeply manipulated by the abusive person and might not believe you anyway. There's so many things, so many ways to go about this. Okay, on to the next question. Hey Floss, I absolutely love you and what you do. Love you too. I was wondering if you could explain what the difference between when you need to cut someone out of your life and when you need to fight to keep someone in it. For example, you may have a friend who is struggling with their mental health and isn't being a good friend to you and you're unsure of whether you need to cut them out because they're making you feel bad as well or fight for the relationship and show them you care when they're struggling. I think there's a difference between people who are going through a hard time and need reassurance and need care and people who are repeatedly hurting you. You can set boundaries that your your priority, if someone is repeatedly hurting you, isn't to make sure if they're okay. It's to make sure that you're okay and it's to protect yourself. If that's physical boundaries, you do that. If that's making sure that there's someone else set up to... Uh, take care of them, then you do that. But you need to put yourself first. If someone is repeatedly hurting you, that is not something that we should be tolerating in our friendships or our romantic relationships. People go through hardships, people go through hard times. But what I've learned is that it's it's um, very important to find someone who's still kind when they're hurting. And those people do exist. People can still be hurting, react, be a bit of a dickhead and then apologise the next morning and say, I'm really fucking sorry, that won't happen again. I like people who can meet me halfway when it comes to apologies. So, you know, if I say, hey, you've been doing this lately, this makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't want the person to say, you know what I'm going through. My dad did this to me when I was younger. I'm just acting out. I like people to meet me halfway and say, I'm really fucking sorry. It's because of this thing in my past. I'm going to work on this. I'm really sorry I've hurt you. So just because you can explain something doesn't mean you excuse it. I like people to meet me halfway. That's my indicator of a trustworthy person. Okay, on to the next question. Hi, Floss. I love the podcast on your book. You're amazing. Thank you. I wanted to ask about friendships as I'm starting uni in September. I'm pretty good at starting up conversations, but I feel like I don't really know how to make that into an actual friendship. Any tips would be great. Okay, one thing to not do, which Brené Brown says, is she calls it common enemy intimacy, where you form friendships with people based on a common enemy or a common hatred. Do not do that. It's some kind of like artificial thing to hotwire connection between people, which when you are feeling desperate for friendship is very tempting to just sit with someone and discuss bad things about other people and bond over that. It's not a good way to bond over someone. Gravitate towards the things that bring you joy. Book clubs at uni, uh, sports clubs, whatever it is, uh, societies within the university, going to a specific bar that plays a certain type of music. You will find your people if you follow joy because other people that find the same things that bring them joy will find you and you're much more likely to gravitate towards people that way. And also don't be afraid to compliment people. Um, I think that's one of the most beautiful things that women do with each other is a lot of the times we're not even dressing for men. We're dressing for each other and we're dressing because we want other girls to compliment our cute outfits. Um, And it's a way to have connection with other women. I think that's a great thing to do is to compliment other women and talk to other women in that way. Hi Floss, I was wondering if you have any advice on how to get out of a very black and white absolutist thinking pattern where in moments of conflict you are either the one inflicting pain or receiving pain from the other in the relationship. I often find myself falling into this way of thinking in my romantic and non-romantic relationships and I find it will make me afraid of conflict or to ask for what I need if I feel it will upset the other person. Thank you so much. Well, I feel in most, you're not alone, I think in most situations of conflict there is, um, you know, 
the party that's been hurt and the party that has done the hurting. Sometimes, a lot of times also, it can be miscommunication and it just needs a conversation to resolve it. I think people's fight and flight can kick in in these situations. You said here that it makes you feel afraid of conflict and to ask for what you need if you feel it will hurt the other person. So you need to be able to discern whether this person is safe or not and whether that's the reason you can't speak up or whether it's your inability to speak up. Those are two very different things. And the only way that you're going to determine if this is a safe person is by saying your feelings and seeing how they land with them. I know that I'm with a safe person when I can say how I feel, even if I think it sounds really ugly, even if I'm afraid it sounds needy, insecure, whatever, and that they meet me halfway. Like I said in the previous question, um, someone who meets you halfway and says, okay, wow, I can see how you would have come to this conclusion. I can see how now how I would have made you feel. And also, you're missing a lot of context. This is actually what happened. Or this is this. Or this is that. I, I really like it when people can meet me halfway. And the only way that you can determine is if this is a safe person is if you can share your feelings. So instead of swallowing them down, because that is something that it just crushes your spirit every single time you mute yourself. And every every single time you don't advocate for what you want to say, you do mute a part of yourself. So um, it's something I'm also still getting better at today, is communicating my feelings and just being okay with not having any control over the outcome. Okay, on to the next question. Hey, I'm Jamie. I'm a 22-year-old woman, but just finished uni. I've been fat most of my teenage and adult life, and honestly, I'm starting to really love myself, but I also have never had a serious relationship, and I'm not sure if the two are related, but I'm also too scared to put myself out there due to being traumatised by society. Why do I feel like I'm such a failure because I've never experienced a serious relationship with a significant other? Part of me is like, I'm 22 and I don't think men feel this pressure to settle down and find the one by now. But how can I unpack this pressure or feeling of failing at love and life when it comes to not having romantic, serious relationship and feeling so behind others? P.S. Absolutely love this podcast and it puts a smile on my face every fucking week. I love you. Thank you so much. Jamie, I just want to say... Not having a serious romantic relationship is not a sign or indication of your worth. Um, I have friends who are a lot older than you uh, in their 30s, mid-20s, late-20s, who also have never had a romantic relationship. And also you've spoke about your size. You've said that you've been fat most of your teenage and adult life and you're wondering if the two are related. Um, I think that desirability politics is a really important thing and something that I'm definitely not going to ignore as a thin person, as a slim woman talking to you about this. And I don't want to diminish your experience here. And I also want to let you know that loads of other people also find romance fucking hard and that you whatever story it is that you have about yourself because of your body and the person that you are and the way that the world perceives you it does not mean that you are undeserving of love and I don't know if that's how you feel um maybe it's under there somewhere but I just want you to know that whatever messaging you have received about yourself and about your body it does not mean you're undeserving of love just like also having lots of shit to work on being in therapy whatever we are we are always unfinished projects when it comes to healing but you still deserve love at every single step and stage of your life you still deserve love in whatever form that it comes in I'm so glad that you love the podcast and that it brings a smile on your face. You've said here in your message that you feel like a failure because you've never had a relationship. I agree that men do not have the same pressure. I've spoke about this a lot, maybe like a couple of years ago when I was talking a lot about being single on social media. I mentioned that women who are single are almost treated like 
being the last one on the shelf. Like you're just waiting for someone to take you off. Um, and you're expected to almost kind of be passive in your own romantic life. And anyone who's single is apparently just like waiting and desperate for someone to just take them out of that state. And the thing is, is that men benefit from that. Men benefit from women being taught that they are unworthy if they're not in a relationship, because it means that the first person to come along will likely sweep us off our feet just by complimenting our our outfits or our our smile and something that isn't related to beauty and we tell all our friends he's different he's not like the other guys um but a lot of people know the the, the exact right things to say and this is something that happens with women who have this fear of being single planted into them it means that we are susceptible and vulnerable to love bombing and manipulation and i just want to say also i don't think you have anything to worry about you're clearly very self-aware and it sounds like you know what you want. It sounds like you would like a romantic relationship, but it also sounds like you're aware that it's not something that should define you. And yeah, I just think you sound like you're in a really actually healthy place with it. I would recommend talking to friends about this, going out, having fun and seeing what happens and also just not defining yourself by by your romantic relationships. Men never have to define themselves by their romantic relationships in, in to this extent, the point where you feel like an undesirable woman. The way that women feel undesirable is different to how men feel undesirability um, because women's desirability is constantly reinforced to us in every single way through Instagram, through weight loss ads, through billboards on the street, even through our friends who talk about their bodies awfully. It's constantly reinforced in us. So I just want you to know this is not in your head um, and I would definitely advise talking to some friends about it. They probably feel the same way. Okay, on to the next question. Hey, I love the podcast, so I need some relationship advice. Basically, I'd given up on connecting with someone personality-wise since I just thought it was impossible for me. I was only able to connect physically with guys. Basically, they were just good for sex. And about a year ago, I met a guy and we've been seeing each other for about six to seven months, but there's no sexual chemistry between us. There was in the beginning when we were just talking online, but in real life, it's non-existent. I feel like it's supposed to be effortless in the beginning, but it's not. I miss hooking up with hot guys with no strings attached. I'm really frustrated because the guy I'm seeing is perfect personality-wise, but that's it. I feel like there should be and needs to be more than that. I'm not physically attracted to him either, so that doesn't help. And I really don't like kissing him. He's attracted to me and really into this relationship. Too much in my opinion. But I'm afraid that I'm ruining something that could be great and that he might be the only guy I connect with like this ever. You are not, you do not enjoy kissing this man and you're not physically attracted to him either. I've been in a situation like that before and it was the worst thing I ever did to myself because what I was essentially telling myself uh, was to settle and to cling to something that didn't set my soul on fire. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. And that's something that I live by when it, specifically when it comes to dating. And I think you're probably feeling a lot of guilt about letting down a man who is a good guy. And that's probably why you're still entertaining this because you feel that you won't get the spark and the healthy love in one person, but you will and you can and you deserve it and it's out there and you do not need to settle with this person. I understand it's really hard because he's a nice person, but essentially if you're going to be having sex with someone that you don't want to, that tells your body on a cellular level that you don't deserve it's almost like you're telling yourself that you don't deserve desire and you definitely do. And it's out there. And I think there's a little voice inside. That's why you're sending in this question. There's a voice inside you that's telling you that there's more to life and more to romance than this. And there is. And I think you need to listen to your gut on this one and maybe think about having a chat with him 
I'm being honest. And I know it's going to be heartbreaking if you do decide perhaps to end something like this. That's not what I'm saying you should do, but it does sound like you don't like this person. You've said you do not even enjoy kissing him. That you end up actually liberating the both of you because now he can find someone that actually loves and wants to be sexual with him. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for getting in touch. It means so much to me that you're here and I love answering all of your questions. I've got a bunch more questions to answer next week. Can't wait. Love you. Bye.